Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni here, to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 72, Consensus Reality. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there, now on the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Vergoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, hey. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the wizard. Hi, everyone. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time. Elliot, do you remember yeah. what happened last time? I do. I was here for all of it, so... um. Congrats. So, I, I mean, we immediately started, like, freaking in media res with Oz, the, the uh, consequences of I, Oswald's actions, not really, like, the consequences of all of the decisions that he's made up in his life leading up to this point, I guess. Um, some of them. Certainly. <laughs> certainly some of them. Ones. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that... I mean, the archive can just sort of scoot his mind over to where it is at any time at once and sort of replace his mind and his body with, with a simulcrum, but uh, doesn't last so long. So I guess that's something. But big changeling vibes. Not loving it. Mm -hmm. um, and he had a chat with the um, managing editor, I think was the title. Chief editor. Chief editor. Um of the archive, who seemed at first to be mild-mannered, if not ethically dubious, because he wanted Oswald to, I mean, hilariously, somehow get Florian to the archive or some other world where they could pick him up for study. Like, yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Um, and Mara, who also has a backdoor into Oswald's brain, uh, came to hang out for a sec. And she using some of her innate abilities kind of dissolved a bit of the glamour, I guess, on the chief editor. And it turns out he's some kind of weird empire monster or imperial monster, imperial dude turned monster. Hard to tell. 
Uh, it's yeah. bad. Not sure which one came first. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, <laughs> yeah. individual's life. But Oswald did, in fact, get get back to his body eventually. Um, it looks like he was he's not going to try to kidnap Florian. I don't know. It's the vibe, the, the kind of conclusion I thought he came to. And hopefully the one that he did, because, again, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Florian, speaking of, um, did wake up from his his void nap, got s- thrown into the isolation chamber um, and locked in there and was kind of freaked out, um, had a bit of a row with Amari about that whole situation. Amari went to go try to check in on Oswald and Kala. Not super effective, but I mean, what are you going to do? And Shay... Well, okay, so the the ship got escorted to a military kind of Air Force field. So now we have military protection and oversight. But Shay, we kind of ended the episode with Shay um, kind of scrubbing through the Tiresian in the aftermath of all the um, advanced tech attacks uh, and discovered the calling card of the Fey presence that had inserted itself into the Tiresian. The legendary hacker, Ariel, and if you have been listening to this podcast, you know as well as we do who that is, so that's going to be fun to follow up on. Yes, indeed. For a bit of a really, really uh, deep lore backstory, you might want to go check out the season one episode called 12 Angry Fay" about the significance of one Ariel and the plethora of pseudonyms he might also go up behind. Yeah. He may or may also, not come back in future campaigns, too. Yeah. I mean, just oh, with, with Mike, it's of it's course he's coming guaranteed. back. Yeah. I also don't remember which episode it was, but the one where we like reminded him who he was and he was like oh yeah i'm gonna go kill Oberon." that was a pretty good episode <laughs> the episode i referenced is that episode oh it is that one okay good mm-hmm. i thought that it happened earlier nope that was the grawl on trial episode oh okay mm-hmm. good i'm so glad because a lot of great stuff happens in that episode <laughs> yeah, that is a great episode yeah I, I do regret not naming it grawl shaman but uh <laughs> I mean, when there are so many puns to choose from. <laughs> 12 Angry Bay is... 12 Angry Bay is pretty good, good too. Crawl Shaman. good pun. <laughs> oh, man. And there's layers to it, you know? I believe at the end of that episode, I do have a runner of all the different episode titles I yes. came up with. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Crawl Goes to the so Fey good. Wild was also up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, regardless... That brings us to... Mr. of No Legion, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Leastways, that brings us to, yes, now we are here, still on the planet of Nirend, the hegemony-controlled planet, where Grawl has... No, not Grawl. Oh, boy. Amari. (laughs) I got Get scared for a second. Did I miss a text <laughs> that I was supposed to prep something? What oh, the Oh, yeah. Girl's, girl's fucking back, y'all. Girl's back, Hell baby. Yeah. No, no. Never no, no. Yeah. Season three. Season three is not here yet. That's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm here in this season now. But leastways, the 
hegemony-controlled planet of Nirand, upon which Amari has secured the aid of said hegemony with the help of his wife, Layla, who, in making herself a vocal foe of the Khanis Empire, is now being treated as something of a locus of political power in the government she is trying to ascend through. And again, as far as Amari was concerned before meeting up with her on this planet, that was never something she was even attempting to try. So her political motivations here and personal motivations here are somewhat dubious in Amari's mind. But regardless, you are now under both protection and watch of hegemony military forces after the failed kidnapping, assassination. You're not quite 100% sure what the mercenaries were trying to accomplish, but considering you captured two prisoners during the whole fracas, uh, some of those questions might be answered. But you have some time now to rest, recover, and try to take stock of your situation as it stands right now. So, crew of the Tiresian, we are having a downtime. You have some XP you might spend, you have some NPCs you might have conversations with, you might have conversations amongst yourselves. So, I would like to put it to the group, who would like to have their first downtime scene here on the 24th of Haimal. I'm going to start using the calendar a bit more often because I think, especially where Oswald's concerned, the date might start becoming important here. Yeah. Yes. Haimal yes. is the seventh month of the standard year. A year consists of ten phases. A phase consists of six turn spans. And a turn span is basically one day-night rotation of most garden worlds. It's roughly 26 hours. So we are about halfway through the month of Haimal as we're in, and that is the seventh month of a ten-month year. And how do you spell uh, Haimal? H-Y-M-A-H-L. So, crew of the Tiresian, who's up first? I will call on names if somebody doesn't volunteer. Mine is not going to be pleasant, so I, um, I don't know if I should start. I guess, so, mine may or may not be pleasant. Um, I'm Because uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to have a conversation with Amari about, like... Can we just get a new ship? Or if I want to do the more fun and dangerous thing of just immediately trying to contact Ariel. <laughs> mm. That sounds like somebody needs to flip a coin or roll some dice and make yeah, up their damn mind. But Elliot, think about the narrative in. I mean, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, this is a game, but it's also a show. It's also entertainment. Hmm. My favorite um, phrase to quote is treat your TTRPG character like a stolen car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I? Hmm. Oh, have I? And Shay is essentially a stolen car, but they have <laughs> stolen themselves. Mm. Like um, Herbie okay. the love bug. <laughs> you know it, baby. Um, you know what? Shay is basically Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, okay. Odds. I talk to Amari. Evens. We just jump in those chat rooms. Mm. 
chat rooms it is. <laughs> so I can go first then, unless unless that we want to. I don't know. Oh, I don't want to wait. Where where that yeah. makes sense, the most sense narratively for our lives to be over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it over with. Sometime in the next two days, after you've rested and gotten maybe a, a good night's rest, that idea of trying to track down the legendary metanet diver Ariel is still stuck in Shay's craw. It occurred to you when you first discovered the fact that it was Ariel that inspected your ship, and you decided to sleep on it, given that it is an insane idea. Because A, the black hat diver known as Ariel has made their reputation on moving unnoticed in highly vetted circles of academia, specifically. So being able to infiltrate those types of organizations without detection means that they are already incredibly difficult to track down, let alone have a conversation with. The second, and probably more important fact, and one that you're fairly sure is not common knowledge, is that Ariel is in fact a fey creature. Yeah. So how you go about approaching this, I am so curious. <laughs> so now, as everybody here knows, I'm very online and I know edit everything about coding and like forums and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. I, I think that Shay would probably know where like kind of, you know, quasi elite, um, like hackers and divers hang out on the meta net, like kind of, would start by just sort of seeing if anybody like had any ideas about where Ariel spends their time. Um, okay. If there are any patterns, anyone's picked up any, any like, Oh, if this thing happens, Ariel's sure to be there. Yeah. And you, you know, some of this already information right. I gave you last time. Again, the fact that Ariel has made their reputation on, driving elite academics into name-calling and digital fisticuffs, mm -hmm. causing symposiums to break down into shouting matches and chaos is something that Ariel revels in. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there is a big conference of intellectuals, there is always this keen interest in the metadiver community of, ooh, is Ariel going to fuck with them again? This is something that maybe the academics aren't aware of. This is definitely a reputation within diver circles. Yeah. And so right. there are also tons of these sorts of conferences happening every day. There are a thousand, thousand different scientific uh, studies and like topics that happen around the galaxy. And so... Having a conference online is a super good way of sharing information and having discussions about scientific progress in the Dragon's Wake. Albeit, you're probably looking for one that is more elite, more snooty is definitely the word Ariel would use. 
Yeah. Like, what's, like, yeah, like, looking for the best piece of bait. Mm -hmm. Looking around, you would discover that there is a symposium on pre-Deep War Noku culture happening on the 25th of Haimal. And there is this elitist air about it that certain diver circles are kind of eyeballing as just like, oh, this seems like something right up Ariel's alley. In that there are zero Rini participants in the summit. Yeah. Stay classy, academia. Yeah, always. <laughs> so yeah, it is a discussion about uh, a much older Rini culture with no Rini involvement based on advertisements and appearances. None of the speakers involved are Rini and those who are uh, slotted to speak are mostly individuals that aren't even from cultures that originate in the Southern reach. Oh, nice. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And so there's plenty of divers looking at that event as just like, oh, Ariel, fuck these guys up. I love that. And so while there's no confirmation from Ariel, because that never happens, that, right. like, they're going to show up to bust this joint wide open, there is this, like, sense on, oh, what's the, the app? Uh, Sprite in certain mm -hmm. circles of... Uh, People going just like, I hope Ariel ruins these people. Okay. So I think Shay is going to like fake some credentials or something. Like, is, is this like, like a Ted talk where like you can't watch it unless you pay to go there? Or, it, or is it like a conference where if you are not an academic, you are not going? The people with academic credentials are allowed to speak. Everyone okay. else is just observing and watching this uh, discussion happen. It's it's like going to a panel at a conference. Right, okay. Part of what makes Ariel so tricksy is the fact that they can actually participate in these events and maneuver talking points in a way that makes these people eventually shit the bed. Right. Just imagining the, this is going to date our podcast slightly, but I'm just imagining that it's like a Zoom call-esque scenario where there's actual video and Ariel just shows up, but he has like a cat face filter on <laughs> so that nobody <laughs> can see the identity. <laughs> Some academic is like, why is there a cat talking? Mm -hmm. That's not as funny in a world where there are cat people, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. So I guess my my instinct would be like, oh, like what if I do something that helps sow seeds of chaos? Like I don't know if that would be positive attention or negative attention <laughs> from Again, Ariel. This, I mean, th this is a downtime session, so I'm not going to ask for any roles or anything. You just tell me what happens here. Yeah, and live with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I guess, does Ariel show up to this event? 100%, yes. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't so have said I it think, otherwise. 
Right. Okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> It'd be very funny if you went through all of that and then it's like, oh no, Ariel was even fucking there. <laughs> Aren't I so tricksy? Um, but uh, so what I think happens is is Shay creates a back door for themselves into like a secret back door into the conference. Mm-hmm. Like, let's Ariel. Like, like Ariel, you know, does does the, their thing. Um, and then, like, once the academics start to get, like, really, really heated, Shay runs a program that puts a filter on all of the academics so that anytime they try to talk, the sound that it gets, like, it gets filtered into, like, fart noises. <laughs> And like okay. clown horns and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, highbrow. It's it's fart noises, like whoopee cushion sounds. Yeah. It, it is air horns. It is vuvuzelas. It is mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it is like obnoxious animal screams, like goat screams. Uh, yeah. Just really classy amounts of noise. Once the argument has already become a fever pitch. Yeah. And so that happens at this fairly awful symposium about a culture none of these people participated in or are in any way connected to, making all of these academics look like even bigger assholes. Low bar, but by God, they just drove it straight into the ground. Yeah. Mm. Presumably... Ariel is in the room when this happens. You don't know who the individual is that was manipulating the conversation. It it seems like a natural progression to these people shouting at each other from your Mm -hmm. perspective. But you know that somebody was in here guiding the conversation. It could be one of like seven people. And even as you're watching, it is like this digital construct of a large college lecture hall that you're watching. You're not inside of it like some of these people who are like connected to the metanet and inside it and projecting right. themselves into the space with avatars. But you can see all of those people projected in that way. And you have <laughs> you have managed to hack a, a back door into the College of Van Eador. Which is a fairly prestigious uh, elven clan world that is also part of the Connus Empire. Good. (laughs) And so when this explodes into noise and nonsense and videos and streams of it start cropping up all over the metanet as look at these assholes, the first of which is put online at, with a little silver-blue windmill symbol at the bottom of the video. It is very clear it is being recorded from inside the symposium construct. It is highlighting all the noises with, like, brief jump cuts to a red-faced individual screaming as honking comes out of their mouth. And one particularly uh, robust Midrian fellow uh, letting out a shout as it just goes. <laughs> and then it'll like cut back to that over and over again as I. 
Um, just, you know, fun little edits like that. Oh, um, so I have not met, I was going to mention this at the beginning of the episode because we were talking about, um, like signatures last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shays is a winking fox, just like okay. a little cartoony, like winking fox head. Very important question right now, Elliot. Yes. And I'm sorry to mount this pressure on you in this very moment, but uh-huh. what is Shays hacker alias? What is your matrix name? My matrix name. Like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to think of like, what what is the foxy proxy pun? Like, how does that, I mean, it might just be foxy proxy, actually, now that I say it out loud, it's sure. pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> foxy proxy or proxy foxy? Uh, Foxy proxy. Foxy proxy. Okay. I like that mouth sound better. So in that first video FP that is put out there in some of the remixes, the winking Fox logo is inserted over the faces of some of the participants in the symposium. You did not do that. Right. Yeah. So it is very clear that Ariel has seen you and acknowledges your participation in this, but there is no, uh, reach out for comment, I guess. There's, there is okay. no message of good job champ. There's okay. just an acknowledgement of one diver to another being like, I see you. Okay. And when that happens, you suddenly become a lot more popular on the meta net. Other divers are now reaching out to Shay because you earned the approval of Ariel. You now have metanet contacts within certain black hat diver communities that respect you to greater and lesser extents. You can have a, let's call it a D10 in persuasion or an influence, I should say, Mm -hmm. uh, with the, in the specialization specifically, uh, divers can't. Oh, nice. Cool. That's, I mean, hey, that's pretty good. My, mm-hmm. the the goal was for Ariel to make contact, but uh, I suppose this is a good first step. And who knows? Maybe down the line. We'll see. You've hey. definitely made a good first impression, it seems. Okay. So that is, at least in part, what Shay is up to during our downtime. Who would like to go next? <clears throat> I feel like Amari would probably... I, not that this is happening sequentially, but no. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like Amari definitely needs to have a conversation with uh, Layla about what the hell is going on with her political ambition, because that's very out of character. Granted, mm. I've been gone for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, even still. Okay. Uh, does this conversation happen on the Tiresian or at the military base or elsewhere? Because no one's stopping you from coming and going from this place. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be cool if it wasn't at either. Okay. Where do Amari and Layla talk? Can we go get like some some dinner? Can we go get like some pasta or something? Reed's hungry right now, which is a shocker (laughs) to nobody. Um, Because my world revolves around food. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. Okay. So you go to a very nice restaurant 
in downtown of the capital city of Nirend. This city has a name that Mike Ergoni has not come up with, so we're going to just call it, uh, let's see, the, uh, this is Neria City, Mm, because Neria is the name of the pride that runs this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you would have quickly discovered is that the world is actually named after the pride, and this is their seat of power. So you are at a very nice restaurant. It is uh, Lian, and it chiefly caters to Lian's because this is primarily a Lian world. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of very fine dishes that are kind of like aromatic meat dishes. There is a lot of like shredded fish uh, foods and pastas, um, things with like a lot of uh, texture that you can uh, choose to eat with your hands, but you don't have to. But, like, things that allow you to, like, tear little bits of bread and stuff and dip it in sauces and um, things that have very, like, intense smells and flavors. Um, And every table comes with two napkins. There is the napkin for actually getting stuff out of your whiskers. And then there's the kneading napkin, which you uh, have in your lap, which you can just, like, put your claws into if you need to. Good. Good. It's the de-stressor. Mm-hmm. It also cleans off the fingers if you're using them to eat. Uh, But the restaurant is fairly busy. We'll say this is the evening of the 25th. While a symposium on Rini culture is being absolutely clowned on, you are out having a lovely dinner with your wife. She seems Um, way more relaxed now than she did yesterday during the... (laughs) Intense discussion, car chase, and explosions. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Sucks. But she is also uh, constantly being contacted by people on a personal data pad that she leaves on the table in front of her. Is anyone, did, did anyone else come along? Like, was a security detail sent? I thought you meant any of us. I did too. Like, well, if no, you don't mind, I guess I'll join. Yes, of course. We've got Oswald like, in a in like in a little booster seat sitting next to us. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all three of us are dickish enough to just be like, "Oh, private private dinner with your wife. Let's we'll come along too." Is it okay are if the I record? Be there? Dinner? Oh, not buying anybody dinner. Yeah. No. I I don't think Amari would have mentioned specifically where they were going other than saying, I'm going out to dinner with my wife. Mm-hmm. Have fun. To answer your question, no. No overt security was sent. Okay. There is definitely a armed driver who took you both here who is still waiting in the car, but there is no one actively looming over your shoulder. Okay. So Paladin Rolly is... Paladin Rolly stopped working for you slash your wife the moment all of this stuff against the Empire broke. And suddenly your wife has enough political clout not to have somebody else's paladin hovering around her. I love that. Uh, Speaking of which, (laughs) uh, Shay does have a date on the books on the, uh, the evening of the 26th. Yeah. That doesn't need to be a downtime scene if you don't want. It can just happen. We I'm just saying. To everybody's imagination. That does happen. That's a downtime activity. 
It's a lot of uptime, if you get what I mean. Um, <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> I don't get it. Please explain. Okay, so you... No, no. This is a podcast for children. Layla is actively engaged in whatever conversation you want to have, but she is clearly also has an eye on the data pad where she has a lot of messages incoming that she is like passively responding to, or at least marking to respond to at a later point. She clearly has a lot on her plate. She should eat then. It's dinner time. Has she been like talkative up to this point? Like the same way that she has been, or is it like, has that been demanding literally all of her attention since the announcement that she is like taking a stance against the empire? That is definitely, she's doing, I wouldn't say it's damage control, but she's definitely Mm -hmm. doing triage on all of the events leading up to this point and Mm -hmm. doing as much as she can to reinforce the story that she invented about you being undercover and working with her to uncover this Imperial plot. And she would say, and of course you're going to need to make a statement at some point. Yeah. Always need to make a statement. Gotta love those statements. Are you gonna? Can you? Are you gonna touch your food? Or, and she looks up as though suddenly realizing that you're in a restaurant. Oh right. Um, yes, of course. And she starts like distractedly, like grabbing a fork and eating this like seafood dish that she's been given. And like the first try to get something into her mouth misses slightly because her eyes are on the data pad. I mean, I, I, I can turn off the data pad if you want. I can just I, I can take it right over here and just set it mm-hmm. no. behind me. I'm you sorry. Sure? And she will, like, put her food down and slide the, the data pad a little bit away, but it doesn't actually leave the tabletop. I get it. I mean, you're a matriarch now. It's, it's a big deal, so. Yes. Yes, it is a big deal. I've already had several schools uh, messaging, asking about the children. Whether or not they can transfer before the new term. I mean, what, what's wrong with the schools they're at? Nothing. It's just there are plenty of private schools that would leap at the opportunity to have the, the children, the primary children of a newly established pride. Mm. Yeah. Food's good. Oh, um, yes. The primary children. Okay. On any other ones? We're having this conversation now, then. Well, I mean, when do you want to have it? I imagine it might take the edge off if we, you know, enjoyed food at the same time. Yes, of course, Amari. Enjoying things at the same time. That's something you're so good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she will spear a piece of food and put it into her mouth and never really lose eye contact with you while she does it. And then she'll put her fork down and say... There are going to be certain expectations of me now that this is all changing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, why is it all changing? Is that a conversation you want the answer to? Or is that, do I you even we, care? I care. I do. I just, look, I get it. This is, this is all my fault. I, like, I get that, you know. I just kind of hope things would just be the way they were when I left. (laughs) And I was wrong. Amari, when you left, 
I think I was starting, at least, to hope for the same thing. That you would go and clear your head and be back in a few phases and things could be normal. But then, and she'll look at you expectantly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I... I am not trying to pressure you, Amari. I don't want you to feel like you need to be somewhere. Because the last time you needed to be somewhere, the Dominion fell. So if you feel like we're weighing you down or making making you feel like there are responsibilities that you can't live up to, then fine. But I'm going to make sure that the hegemony is a place that doesn't do the same thing to anybody else. That's fair. Because the Dominion failed you and so many others. So we can't just be another Dominion. Whatever the Rasset hegemony is becoming, it can't be that. I agree. So that's, that's why. Okay. So what's the plan? Just stroll back here after stumbling into all this and ask what's the plan. Because you want to help or because you're just curious? You know what they say about our kind and curiosity, Amari? No, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. It gets you killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that one now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would have been back sooner. I'm sorry it took so long. I don't know how to fix that. If it was, it's ever something that is fixable, this sounds like something you want, and that's okay. I'm not happy about it, but I understand. And yeah, I'm asking what the plan is, because I'm. this is something I want, not something I need. Do you have it in you to be a part of something bigger again? Because I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't. The system let you down before, and I'm trying to make a better one. But that's going to take a lot of hard work and dealing with the problems that already exist. Lila, I'm not going to lie. It sounds like you and I have been going about the same thing in two different ways. That's not what it looks like from my perspective. I, I know. I know. But I'm back. I can. We can sit down. We can have dinner every night. We can talk about it. I can tell you everything. Can we? Mm-hmm. Even with that whatever it is organization you're working for now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of make our own schedule now. And I think work is a pretty loose term for what we do. <laughs> and you can see now that several notifications have pinged up on the screen of the data pad, and she hasn't glanced at it once in the last minute or two. She will give you an even stare with those icy blue eyes of hers. The snow leopard complexion of hers looking gray in the mood lighting of this fine restaurant. And she will say, it's not, it is not random opportunity that puts me in opposition to the Connus Empire. Somebody was going to have to do it eventually. We've discussed it. We've discussed it? There is a 
group of individuals from across the southern and eastern reaches and even one or two members from bits of the western reach there is a lot of concern about what the empire has been doing since the war because it's a lot of nothing really and nobody can quite seem to answer why you have the biggest most powerful military in the galaxy you've crushed your only foes and proven to everyone that if even if they wanted to stop you they probably couldn't with those maguses of theirs they're monsters and then they just retreat back beyond their borders secure their frontier one world at a time it doesn't make any sense so yes, there are a lot of us that are concerned, but there are also plenty who don't want to spark another war by crowning another Minotaur trying to reestablish the Dominion. You'd be surprised. Mm. There are matriarchs on Vast Plain who have a couple of candidates in their back pocket already. No, not every matriarch's the brightest. <laughs> so... There are those who want to reform the Dominion under hegemony leadership, of course. And there are those who, well, I don't know what to call us. Watchdogs, I guess. Whatever the Empire is doing, they need to be curbed. But it can't be at the cost of another galactic war. And she'll what about look away from you, as she says almost to herself, too many people were broken by the shattering. You know, have to talk about this anymore. You're the one who asked. I know. I know. Thank you for telling me. We can come up with a plan later. For now, let's just enjoy our meal. And she nods and flips the data pad over so it's facing down mm-hmm. as the notifications mount. How are the kids doing? Oh, they're fine. They miss their father. My mother Hopefully is filling them. Soon. With all sorts of slanderous stories about you, even as we speak. Oh, good, good, good. That's how I want it. Well, you got your wish. Did they get the gift? Decks of cards, Amari? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, there's a story behind it, but I don't think the kids are really going to appreciate that story, um, considering only about one deck of cards, and there's three of them. So um, I'm realizing that, in hindsight, uh, not a very good gift, but um, it's not... That counts, right? Right? No? Okay, yeah, I'll I'll get him something. Maybe think a little more next time so they can share. Mm -hmm. Also, it seems like a collector's item, and they just used it to throw cards at each other. They draw any blood with the throwing cards? Are any of them really good? (laughs) She'll shake her head and begin to tell you uh, a story about one of your kids who got really good at hurling those cards. Uh, It it was uh, Sagira who managed to draw blood off of Rom's nose uh, by, like, flicking a card so hard it just, like, sliced the little, like, thread of his nose. Um, Caused a whole thing. Mostly, it wasn't even really the cut, it was more the fact that Jabari laughed after it happened. They're growing up fast. 
schools are a concern because they're getting of that age where they're going to have to start to going to school here pretty soon. Um, the fact that Layla's mom is at home right now on Vastplane watching the three of them, they're not here on Nirend, um, is a bit of a blow. You, Whatever hopes you had of seeing them are, are dashed when you learn that. But yeah, she Just means tells that I can plan you, a bigger, bigger surprise party on the, the return home. She would ask you, "When do you think that's going to be?" Well, we're dealing with this gestures just to like everything that's just happened and the plan that uh, she has concocted to um, clear Oswald and the rest of the team of any wrongdoing in Vastplane's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got that. Um, and then we have the other matter to attend to, which may tie in directly with what certain governments have been up to. Layla will get serious again and say, Agistech. Hmm. Something's not right about that. Huh. What are you hoping to do against them? I mean, at this point, it seems like we've been running a lot. I don't think we've figured out a way of fighting back. Is that the goal? To fight back? Mm. And eventually we're going to have to make a stand in some regard. That sounds like Amari the soldier, not not whatever the new Amari hopes to be. Okay. In that case, we're going to have to broker some sort of deal to get them off our back. We're going to have to give someone else some power. We're going to have to move them some things around to get them to completely forget about us or get to a place where we're not touchable. Otherwise, it's going to start a house war or, God forbid, another full-on galactic war. And Layla will pause at that and say, you know, a house war wouldn't... That might solve a lot of our problems in equal measure. Sounds insane even saying it out loud, but if the high houses of the Empire are at each other's throats... That might be all the holding action we need. Okay. I mean, it sounds so callous to say out loud. Pretty sure war in any respect is something we should endeavor to avoid. A year ago, I would have agreed with you, Amari, and five years ago, I would have called you crazy. Now I don't know what to think. We'll figure it out. But if what you've told me is true, then it might not even be all of Agastech you have to worry about. Well, we've certainly pissed off some people high up. The Silvaros. Hmm. That might need to be where it starts and ends. Cut off the head of the snake and the rest of it dies, kind of thing. Or at the very least, you don't have to worry about the fangs anymore. This is true. Eat snakes. Obviously, well, start there, then. I-, I will help where I can, if you want me to. Of course. And not because you're now some well-to-do fancy matriarch. Well-to-do, maybe, but if my pride ever gets known for being fancy, you have my permission to kill me. Mm, good, good, good. I mean, I was making arrangements already, but, I mean, yeah. Just in case, just in case. You haven't. I've been monitoring your communications ever since you arrived on the planet, but okay. It's on a sticky note. Mm-hmm. Very short plan. Yeah. Very short. Okay. 
the rest of your evening passes with a, a solemn amount of pleasure between the two of you. There is definitely a lot of tension that is slowly melting that needs to be talked through and worked through. You don't think this is something that can be resolved with a nice dinner. But it's a start. And starting is one of the most important steps you can take. Of course, the most important step you take is the next one. And the evening goes on. You have a nice walk with Layla. The two of you just wandering the streets of Neria City. And it is nice. It reminds you of a simpler time. There are a few moments where you're recognized on the street and old, somewhat painful memories are brought back to the surface. At least for now, you're still more famous than your wife. Just I can't wait till she's more famous than me. <laughs> it's going to be great. I just want to be known as Layla Ra Rakasa's husband. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good because... You just got a D10 and an influence that is Layla's husband. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Love so that. if you ever need Thank to you, influence Mike. individuals and have the sort of sway that, maybe not a war hero, but the husband of a matriarch might be able to pull some strings with, that will be the talent mm -hmm. to do it with. You sure the talent's not just called I'm a wife guy? <laughs> I wife mean... guy. Wife guy. <laughs> I was I'll my I'll next bet was just going to be my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so good. all good, all good. Up, up to you, I guess. It's all three. It's all three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all depending on the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Oswald, Florian. Yes, uh, I will go up next. So Oswald sits anxiously in his room waiting for Amari to bring the uh, scrap of paper and writing implement that he asked for at the end of the last episode. Uh, Amari, does that happen within the next 24 hours of... Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah it's funnier if it doesn't. Do. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, but see the thing is, I left it. I left it outside your door. Oh. Like it's just sitting on the door. I didn't knock. It's You're there. Just sitting, waiting, and it's just been sitting outside. Okay, so yeah, how long does Oswald sit and wait underneath for? the door? No, it seals. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he waits for maybe a half an hour, uh, just sitting, stewing uh, in his room, his mind racing into a thousand terrible possibilities of what has happened and he doesn't know about what could still happen what he could possibly even do mm -hmm. um and just to be clear this is happening the day before shay and amari's uh bits because it's still the same day yes. as the events of last session yes yes and he has an idea um <clears throat> mara can you hear me I can always hear you, Oswald. <laughs> um, you really should fix that. It is a massive hole in your security. That was precisely what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, oh. Before we get any further in this conversation, are we alone, if you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Is that back door being used by 
the individual who you saw earlier? Oh, no, it is simply being used by me at this moment. Excellent. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so, yes, about uh, removing that back door, what, what does that process entail? Hmm, fascinating. I'm not sure. It seems to be part of the hardware you've installed in your cranium. Yes. So, I would need to remove the hardware in order to remove the back door. Is that correct? I don't know, Oswald. I am simply using this as a port for communication. I have not inspected the hardware as such. I'm told by you and others that that would be an invasion of privacy. Mera. Yes, Oswald. I would allow you in this moment to uh, take a closer look at the hardware. You have my permission in this moment. Do you understand? I believe so. I yes. will attempt to inspect it, it, is, it. it. Yes, it is important to respect people's, um, you know, I suppose boundaries. But in this instance, I trust you, and I would like you to take a look at the hardware and see what you can find. Very well. I will attempt to not overwrite your brainwave patterns. Thank you. Would you like me to create an engram backup just in case? Yeah. What what does that exactly entail, Mira, before before we do that? Duplicating your emotional states, your brain chemistry, your brainwave patterns, and thought relay so that I might download them into your brain if something catastrophic were to happen. Oh, I wasn't aware that was an option. Um, it wouldn't be if not for the hardware that you've installed. Boy, that's bringing up a whole... Oh, uh, so many other questions. Um... Yes, let's do it. All right. Are there any systems you'd wish to s wish for me to store this data on? Um, I suppose I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I could always store it within the Teresian systems. I have a few caches of data that I've used for storage. Yes, yes, I suppose that will work. Very well. I will need you to make contact with some form of aether tech which is connected with the ship systems uh i look about my room is there anything that i can use in here a light switch will this do and i point at the i don't know if mira can see me pointing but um no but she can feel you ah uh, what about this over here this uh light doohickey yes the light panel is wired into the ship systems that will do nicely <laughs> simply make okay, contact excellent. with it i will do the rest uh -oh. Okay. And he goes up on his tippy toes uh, to reach the light panel and touches it. And there's a weird sensation. It's almost like your finger falls asleep and then your arm and there's like a numb tingle that spreads over your body in a wave that rushes down from your hand to your arm, into your torso, across your head, down your feet, and out through the tail. And it's like a weird tingly shiver that runs the whole course of your body and you can feel mm. it lingering in the back of your scalp a little bit and Mara will say download complete now if there are any catastrophic failures I'll be able to replace your personality into the meat that's left over lovely Th thank you you're so helpful <laughs> all right then I'll begin my diagnosis I don't know what this will feel like for you Oswald well, maybe um, just to preempt it, 
in case it's painful, I should I shall go uh, retrieve a sedative. Um, uh, is there anything else you might think that I would require for this process? I would avoid using anything that might disrupt your brain chemistry at this time. Ah, I see. Well, I, then never mind. And I suppose I shall just lay down and just whatever happens, happens, and couldn't get any worse, I suppose. Very well. Please stand by. Yes. And he um, moves over to the, the cot in the room and just kind of lay, lays down and just doesn't close his eyes or anything, just kind of nervously looks around, waiting for something to happen. And something does happen. There is a cool liquid sensation, like somebody cracking an egg over your head with this kind of slimy, cold essence running down the back of your neck and across your shoulders. You feel it slither down your spine, and it is only after it begins to spread that you feel this odd sort of double sensation. Almost on instinct, you look down at your hand and you feel the hand flex almost instinctively, and you know it's not you doing the flexing, but you can feel it happening. And you blink several times, and you're not sure if it's you or some strange synaptic triggering that's causing you to do it. Your vision blurs slightly, as though you're trying to focus wherever your eyes are actively pointing, but also at a point in your peripheral vision that your eyes aren't looking at, it, it is almost as if your eyes are attempting to focus somewhere they're not looking. And it's a very painful, not painful, but in the same way that if you leave your eyes crossed for too long, you kind of feel that, that pressure and tension of not being able to focus on any one thing. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt. It just feels weird. Very weird. Yeah. But then eventually that liquid sensation begins pulling back up your shoulders and rolling up your neck and to the top of your head until it finally bloop offs the top of your scalp and you feel it kind of slurping off of you. And then you are looking around and nothing else seems to have happened. Mira? Yes, Oswald. Is that it? Is, is, did it? How did it go? Well, it went well, I think. I have assessed the That's situation, good. and mm -hmm. I did as you asked. And, and uh, specifically, what was that? When you asked me to close the back door just a few moments ago. The yeah. process did damage you, but thankfully we made the backup engram, and you seem to be fully cognizant yet again, after it was downloaded into your body. Oh, so I... Okay, yes, well, yes. Good thing we did that. Excellent suggestion, Mira. Well done. It is always good to prepare for the worst-case scenario. Although that does bring up an interesting question, perhaps a philosophical question. Am I even... Well, am I me? Am I me? Yes, Still? an exact duplicate. I was quite precise. All right. Best not to think too deeply about that at this time. Um, okay, so the, um, 
The back door has been closed. Can you still communicate with me? Oh, well, obviously you are. Oh, boy, I'm a little rattled. Um, well, that is only you because I am still, still connected access. to your hardware. Once I break this connection, this will no longer be possible. Oh, I, I see. Well, I, I did enjoy being able to talk to you whenever, and I, I suppose I still can. It'll just be a hurdle in the way now. But th- thank you, Mira. I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And the possibilities that I, that were running through my head were not, I was not looking forward to exploring them. And this seems better, I think. The, the hardware that is in there, does that need to be removed? I don't believe so. Good. The upload-download functionality that extended back to the processes known as the archive is no longer functional. Whatever uploads and downloads you make will be onto personal data devices rather than strictly onto the metanet. Yes, I do not believe I'll be posting on the archive anytime soon. You said as much before as well. Yes. You asked me to inform you that you had only lost about two minutes of runtime. You said you would be concerned about that fact. Uh, Yes, yes. Thank you, Mira. And Oswald sort of sits in sort of a silent, um, I don't know. He seems sort of lost in thought, and I really thought that the Archive was going to be my ticket. Ticket to what? To moving up. Up to where? (sighs) Well, Mira, I don't fully know how to describe it um, in a way that you might understand. Um, My family... um, My family works a little differently than most families, um, and, um, being, bringing success, uh, bringing notoriety to the name, to our family name, is very, very, very important. And I thought that by uncovering secrets and posting them on the archive and changing Dragon's Way Galaxy, that I might find that notoriety and, well, find the respect of my father and avoid, um, well, unwanted consequences. Fascinating. Yes. You know, the archive is not actually the first thing I, my first attempt. I, I've tried a lot of things. Um, I I was never really able to, 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 um, decide on one thing, so... I explored several options, and none of them worked. Um, I mean, the only reason I'm number three, or was number three, is because one of my siblings passed. And the other one is so insufferable that even Septimus does not like him. So you've attempted differing feats in order to win the approval of your father? Yes, uh, to, 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 um... That's an excellent summation of it, yes. I only put it in such terse terms because I feel as though I had never considered Hector Laricus as a father, but the descriptions of our situations seem rather similar. I attempted many times to... Hector's approval meant a great deal to me. Yes. I always seem to fail, though. Yes. Did he punish you when you failed 
I did not think so at the time. Now I do not know. There was pain. I don't know if that is the right word. Reconstruction, perhaps, is a better term. New runtimes and thoughts and modes of being were added, shifted, changed. I learned a great deal. And Hector, he would always encourage me. But I never succeeded, I think. He always wanted me to succeed. Yes. I do not think he punished me. I think he tried to make me better. I suppose that Septimus did the same in his own way. I just... I don't know what I'm going to do now. I have nothing. You can do what I did. Be stolen by a bunch of idiots? It seems you are already on the path to that. Though I would not call you idiots. (laughs) Most of you are fairly intelligent in comparison to statistical averages within your species. I suppose that's... I did not think about it that way. But I suppose I have. You can't see Mera. There is no small fae-looking child in a sundress to observe in this moment. But you can feel her presence somewhere in the back of your mind. And it's like feeling a bit of warm sun. There's an unseen smile coming from Project Chimera. And I think a a, a soft smile is on Os, uh, finds itself on Oswald's face. And I think he lays down, or continues to lay down and try to sleep. Okay. And... Oswald gets one of the better night's sleeps he's had in over a year. Not because of any newfound revelation or sense of personal motivation, but because there is a small little sunshine presence that doesn't leave the back of his mind until he wakes up the next morning when Mera finally severs the connection between the two of you. She stays with you while you rest, and that is a comfort. And Oswald, you gain a D10 in a knowledge specialization. Specifically, it is a D10 in Project Chimera Insights. Hmm. Mara opened up to you in a way she hasn't really to anybody else. You've heard passing mention of somebody named Hector, but now you know there is an individual named Hector Lorikus that Mara considered to be almost like a father. Florian. Yes. Uh, So I think that it takes Florian a couple days of stewing. Um, so that that this probably happens the even at least at least the evening of the twenty eighth, same time as Shay's uh, date with Paladin Rolly, or potentially even longer than that. The twenty sixth. Um, twenty uh, sixth. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was thinking a couple days from today because mm. to, yeah, mm. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Um, Podcast time travel. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think 
he I, I think he kind of avoids everyone for most of the most of the next couple days and yeah on the evening of the 26th when every everybody's or when the Tiresian feels a little more cleared out I'm gonna go knock on Kala's door okay yeah uh Shay's got a hot date Amari and Layla are making up for lost time Oswald has I made him have a hot date Okay. <laughs> it doesn't count as a hot a date wife? if it's with your You're wife. <laughs> Bullshit, it doesn't. <laughs> Vesnus, as always, is scarce. Oswald, at least, is unobtrusive, if not absent entirely. You approach Kala's quarters on the Tiresian? Yeah. How has she been getting food? Oh no! Is a question Florian asks himself as he approaches the door. Huh. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Oh, that question just oh like almost makes him turn around and walk away. There's like a scene like the the camera shot is of him like standing at the door, you know, hand on on chin just like oh what am i gonna say he like walks away for a little bit comes back yeah um but eventually he'll kind of just knock softly on the door just a little tap 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 and you hear the distinct sound of something being tipped over and clattering to the ground you don't know what it is but there is a, a sudden rush of footsteps up to the door and Somebody in almost like a whisper, you hear Kala's voice on the other side saying, Yes, Amari? Uh, uh n- no, it's, uh, it- it's me. It's, uh, it's Florian. Oh, um, all right. D- did you need something, Florian? No, I just, uh, listen, I, I wanted to just, is there a way you could, you could open up? This is a little awkward through a, through a panel. There's a long moment before the door opens a crack, which it shouldn't be able to do. And the smell that wafts out of the room is pretty unpleasant. Uh, You know, everyone's personal quarters has like a toilet in them. Uh, So it's not that, but it is definitely the smell of an unwashed body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depression stink. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, There are no lights on in the room. So the only light being cast is from the hallway as it exposes a sliver of Kala's face and body. Though you can see the glow of display panels inside the room shedding a little bit of a glow. You can see that her eyes are bloodshot and there's kind of a sunken cast to her face and the Tara woman will look at you with a kind of a single eye coming through the crack in the door and say I, I'm sorry I'm not exactly put together right now oh uh just little like as charming farm boy grin as I can manage right now and just oh that, that that's all right I've, I've been a little out of sorts myself so I I get it. We've all we've all been there. I, I just I can't help but feel that this maybe has something to do with uh you know with what happened with the uh the Arch Proctor. 
What do you mean, this? Well, Kala, it's been... How many turn spans has it been? Oh, a few. A bit. Yeah? Turn spans? Maybe one. Am I using the wrong term? That's not the equivalent of days. <laughs> Turns is a day. Turns. Okay, that's what I was... That's Turn what I was span is a week. Yeah, okay. It's been a... It's been a turn span. Uh, you haven't been out of your room. You seem a little... Has it... It's been that long, huh? Um... Uh... No, I'm... 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 And she can't seem to finish that sentence. Yeah. I, listen, I just wanted to... To say... Um... It was probably not... Knowing your situation... I, I should not have said what I said when we were in there. I, I do apologize. That was probably not the most... Is there anything... I would ask if you how you were doing, but it, it you just sort of answered that, so that would be kind of foolish. Uh, is there anything that we can do to help you out? And she'll stare at you for a long moment through that crack in the door, and then her head shifts so that you can't see any part of her face anymore. You see her shoulder slumped up against the door, as though she's resting her head on the other side of the door, and she lets out a, a shuddering breath. And in barely more than a whisper, she says, Convince me that this is real. I, can I, and I'll, I'll spend an X, hmm, yeah, I'll, I'll spend an X, XP if I have to, to say, is there any sort of, like, this is something that happens, right? But people get stuck in the in the benefit and, like, dissociate from reality. A hundred percent. It happened, yeah. apparently, to her best friend back on Asclipsis. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's something that, like, you could... I don't know. There are internet guides for, like, here's what happens when someone is having a panic attack. Here's mm -hmm. how to de-escalate that. Sure, yeah. Is there something along the lines of, like, that? Oh, 100%. There are probably, like, top 12 tips to help anchor somebody in what is real after a bad dive. Cool. What's, what's tip number one? <laughs> the first thing you read... I'm not going to have you... If, if your intention was to come here and talk to Kala, you did this beforehand. Yeah. The sequence thing that she was doing earlier is, at best a quack remedy that is like something you read online that is probably made up by the fae just to fuck with people oh no see this is why real life is good because anxiety and depression can't go online and write fake <laughs> <laughs> but here's how here's how to stop a panic attack think about every time you've ever failed <laughs> <laughs> but having prepared for this situation and maybe found some peer-reviewed documents, it is, it can be very difficult to pull people out of questioning reality spirals because you're trying to prove a negative, right? Mm -hmm. Proving yeah, that I mean, life isn't a simulation. 
That's hard <laughs> in the real world. Yeah, 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 100%. So when it's now a viable option of your perception of reality, it becomes doubly more difficult. What a lot of people come down to is accept your consensus reality. Lean on the people you trust. And if that's fake, if all of that is a simulation, if all of the people around you that you've built relationships with aren't real, then who cares? Because that is your reality. And those connections are meaningful. Could it possibly be a fantasy, a, a, constru a construct of the metanet? Maybe. And there are some other tips about how to tell, like, if you're in a metanet construct, that's a whole other group of BuzzFeed lists. Yeah. But it comes down to people's ability to connect with not only people, but etherics as well is a big part of it. Etherics aren't a thing in the metanet. Yeah. It can be faked. Obviously, it yeah. can be faked. But a person's connection to the aether is so fundamental to real life in the dragon's wake. It is that sixth sense that everyone has. Even Here, if you're not a wizard. Aether. Here, watch me Aether leech something out of the wall. <laughs> uh. So there is a lot of reading to be done about ethero-emotional uh, therapy that can help okay. people feel real thanks to etherics. Okay. Um, then in resp in response to her, in response to her, convince me that this is real. Uh, I, I ain't going to do that. Listen, I, I tried and it wasn't. So I'm, I'm not going to talk you down from whatever's going on in your head. Cause I, cause I can't and you can't either. What I can do is if you want to come out with me to the mess, we can can talk a little more, maybe get you something to eat. And the door closes. And Florian is left to rock back on his yeah. hooves. He, he like bangs his head forehead on the door, just like gently. Just like and just before it makes contact, the door slides open, and you almost fall straight into Kala. And she is standing there in days-old clothing, smelling like pure depression funk. And looking like she hasn't eaten in three days. Yeah. And you see crumpled cans of Twelve Loco on the floor behind her. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. She looks like 12 miles of bad road, but she says, all right, um, yeah, food. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think, yeah, we go to mess, gonna try to like slowly get her to eat stuff. Cause it sucks. We haven't eaten in three days and you try to eat a bunch. Um, and just like, like, Keep it light, keep it casual, but like mm -hmm. just talk talk her down as much as possible. Um, I don't know if. Oh, actually, you know what? I do know what I'm going to do um, because this is after the symposium. Eventually, I'm going to bring up 
and ask Kala if she wants to watch this funny thing that Shay did. And I'm going to have her bring it up on her own data pad. Point of order, I don't know if you guys know that Shay is Foxy Proxy. So, Oh, <laughs> do you want to see this funny, this funny video? <laughs> it would definitely be something your younger brother would have shared oh with you. Oh my god, yes. Anthony is a huge Foxy Proxy fan. <laughs> he is now. I mean, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He hopped right on that bandwagon. <laughs> uh, the academic elite are finally being taken down a peg. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, 100%. God, I hate this it's- kid. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, it's symbolic because you can like each of the sounds used for each of the speakers like really speaks to like how they say, mm, you get a goose and you get a fart and you get a donkey <laughs> and I mean, you, you get, get horns. Goose farting, <laughs> hey, you know. hey, death of the author, man. True. As you coax Kala into watching a funny, funny metanet video. Which she does. You see her accessing her own etherics to bring up that video on a a data pad. And maybe it's the fact that you're coaxing her into eating. And you yourself have maybe been off your food a little bit the last couple of days. But there's a sense... It's a faint tingle of hunger as she uses her etherics in front of you. Almost not worth mentioning. It's the it's clearly the joy of having helped a friend. Absolutely it is. Oswald, you see this scene happening in passing as you move through the corridors of the Tiresian in the distance. You see Florian and Kala sharing a meal and a funny video in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. Down the corridor, a ways and up on the bridge, Vesnes Rosek reclines amiably comforted by the hum of the bridge machines and the solitude that it brings this particular evening elsewhere in the city an elvish wizard is having a very fun date with a certain catman paladin both of them with the express understanding that This is a night about just having a good time and not discussing the fact that he was probably instructed to spy on you the whole time. And so long as you can get over that hump, it can be a pretty good evening. He never lies about that fact, but he also never outright says it, that he is there to report back to his mistress about the wizard that is moving in companionship with the husband of the newest matriarch of the Rosset hegemony. Yeah. And I, I don't say anything that could be of any real use as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, I've had worse dates. <laughs> he tried a little too hard during a game of pool, but other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Amari and Layla again, making up for lost time, have their own rendezvous that evening as well. The 
newfound power of a matriarch of the Rosset hegemony being not misused, but certainly such political gains do have their advantages. Access to private clubs and exclusive invitation-only parts of the city. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I... The answer is enjoy yourself while you can. Exactly, exactly. I mean, someone should, right? If not me, who? Yeah. (laughs) If not me, who? That is a question that resonates here on Nirend. It is Mm. a question that is contemplated in a great many locations in the Dragon's Wake for a great many reasons. The most consequential of which at this time is an entire quarter of the galaxy away in the western reach of the dragon's wake there are 13 worlds which comprise the basis of the conus empire they are called the old holds one of which no longer bears its original name because 4000 749 years ago, a Midrian man named Primus Conus declared himself emperor, and so transformed this world into what it is called today, Imperia. Within that world, there is a shining city. Within that city, there is a great vaulted palace. Within that palace is a throne, and upon that throne sits a woman, Empress Nasea Conus, she who declared war upon the Minos Dominion, she who ordered the genocidal use of the Magus Imperia in a blitzkrieg across the stars, she who for the last five years has not challenged the powers of the rest of the Dragon's Wake despite the fact that she easily could. She considers the question, if not me, then who? The answer will be someone who confronts the crew of the Tiresian in short order, for she has an answer to that question, and the answer is not one that the crew of the Tiresian is going to like. (laughs) But exactly what the answer to that question, I think, will have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at the Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so.
Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.